All right, so yeah, your boy homeowner now. It's official. Just dropped the keys off. Like all our shit is out of here. We cleaned up, did a little bit of patchwork, and it feels good, bro. It feels. And first and foremost, thank you for helping me move. Well, I had enough dog for work and shit. Like that shit made all the difference in the world. But I tell you, the thing that I was not expecting that they don't tell you is. You pay the money for the house. You pay the money for the down payment. I didn't know about closing costs. That shit hit me over the head. But whatever. To be expected. Mm-hmm. But the second you move into a house, like if it's an older house, all that walkthrough shit that you fell in love with, right. it start looking a little bit like, actually, like, this paint could get touched up right here. And this shit right there. Then we ran into some plumbing issues like we just got the floor refinished and like this shit is like we talking thousands and thousands of dollars worth of work like it's money bro yeah so what surprised me that you were so liberal with letting me take all that change well i mean yeah like even with me and my wife having to spend this shit like we know in your situation you need it more than we do (laughs) really i I ain't got no bills, man. Y'all want with all the expenses, man. I'm good. I, you know, I'm I'm keeping the money in the family, bro. Yeah, I'm renting a law for one of the family's estates, man. Yeah, rich is a mindset. Mm-hmm. You just got that broke nigga aura. <laughs> broke nigga aura. Yo, I'm just taking the change and like, hey, five years from now, man, I put this shit into some some stocks I find on Reddit, man. I'm, I'm gonna get rich. <laughs> Trade places. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You here with another episode of Anthropophagy. It's your boy, Silkman El Doso, Leon Gaswa, Macho Man Silky Savage, Big Big Money Silk in the building with my compadre, the homeowner, the Lou Brooks Patterson. Go ahead and tell you, go ahead and talk your shit, homeowner, black homeowner. In this yes, bitch. sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's your boy, Louis Newton. Uh, New crib, new me. <laughs> Who this? <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, shit, the people's champ, resident resident of the podcast. Y'all already know what it is, man. Life is good, nigga. <laughs> we got, man. The pandemic. <laughs> we got that. The coon that blue lighted the door. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. So let me tell the people this story. Let me tell the people this story. So we just moved into the house. Like, we've been moving stuff back and forth for about a week. Like, and... At night, where everybody got the, the the porch lights on and shit, like I'm noticing, it's like six houses with these blue lights, like blue porch lights, and like that they bright as hell. I'm, I'm driving down, so like, what the fuck is that? Like I didn't know. Like so, I asked one of my white friends and shit, and he was like, oh yeah, yeah, that's the blue lives matter shit. <laughs> like he knew exactly. Mm. So I'm talking to uh, Silky over there and shit. I'm like, man, you know, like. I'm a homeowner now. Like I, I'm a citizen. <laughs> we, we got a cop who stay down the street. I think it's like two of them and shit. Like I, I kind of want them to shoot a nigga trying to break into my house. <laughs> I might put the blue light up. <laughs> and if anybody asks, I'm like, oh no no, I, I thought it was because Democrats. Like Democrats is blue. Right. That's how you can play that. You went from when you was red, you was you was the you was the spook that sat at the door. Yeah, yeah. Now you're a homeowner. <laughs> Cone that blue lighted the door. <laughs> Don't trust them new niggas over there. Yeah, I'm calling the police on that. 
<laughs> see a nigga walking the dog? Is it a pit? Oh, no, 911. <laughs> <laughs> see a car pulling up. Oh, it's a charger? Oh, 911. They probably try to sell the wheels and shit. You know, I got a charger, but I'm a homeowner. <laughs> yeah, man, but that's wealth, man. You, you know, that's black. You know, but back in the day, we was talking about it offline when the GI Bill came out. They were able to get white people loans to build wealth. Mm-hmm. Black people, they wasn't given, even though we were war heroes and all that, yep. we wasn't able to get the loans. So that's why we're so far behind. But shout out to Louis Newton, man. He's, he's living the American dream now. Oh, shit. Like, uh, yeah, speaking of that, we went to um, New York, uh, what was it, like around September? And. We took this walking tour of Harlem, and we were, like, looking at the brownstones, and it was a lady who lived in that neighborhood and was kind of just telling us about them. And these is now million-dollar homes and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's a lot. It's Harlem, so it's black people living in the bitches. Like, and she was saying that uh, the same shit. When people came back from the war, they had money, like, and they bought these homes for cheap. Mm-hmm. And now, if they kept them in the family, that shit is worth whatever it's worth, you know what I'm saying, like that, that's, what, and we kind of did that on some sneaky shit, like, they ain't give us no money for that shit, like, that, that we got that shit out the mud, like, right. and we, as in the royal, we black people and shit, so, it, it's, it's crazy to see just how wealth is accrued and passed down in the different ways people find to Buck the system, which kind of brings me to the next shit, the mm-hmm. the Reddit shit. Like you yep. were saying, you, oh yeah, I'm, I'm on Reddit. Like I'm following the the what's that Wall Street, Wall Street bet? bets. Yeah, I'm like, taking that change. <laughs> and I'm about to run it up, about to get rich. Shankalang, <laughs> shankalang. <laughs> but yeah, with that shit, man, like it's such a beautiful thing to me because it's kind of laying a blueprint for how things can be done. Like, so basically what happened was, uh, let, let's start with the GameStop shit. That's mm-hmm. the one everybody talking right, about. Right, right. So it was like a classic pump and dump. Like, and what that was pump, is typ- pump, typically, pump, pump, <laughs> pump, pump, pump it up. It up. <laughs> typically what that is, is like, it's a small group of investors, like hedge fund managers, like, Niggas with money who represent other people with even more money. And that's the dismisnomer about hedge fund managers. A hedge fund is you borrow money to spend money. So it's risky off the gate. Right. But we have anointed hedge fund managers as knowing things. But really, you robbing Peter to pay Paul. But go on. Yeah, but it's, it's a lot like... The people in that industry don't really fuck with them like that because they're betting on shit to fail. Like you invested all this money in this company and then you got this nigga on the other side like, I got a hundred dollars. He don't get it. Right. <laughs> like, and their job is to go in there and find everything that could possibly go wrong in that company that you just put a hundred million into. So he, he's finding this shit out and you crossing your fingers hoping this shit work. And he like, these are all the reasons it won't work. Like, so, and so it's, a, and it's a lot of people who will go off of his work and put their money with him betting on your shit to fail. So putting that in perspective, so hedge fund managers, 
We're betting on GameStop stock mm-hmm. to continue to fall because they're looking at data saying, hey, people are downloading games. People aren't doing retail right now yeah, because it, of the pandemic. They're downloading games off the Internet. So that stock's going to continue to fall. GameStop is a failing industry. GameStop started with what What was it called? It was called Funko Land before. When we were kids, it was Funko right. Land where you go in there, you trade your games, you'll buy newer games or whatever. So as, as a gamer, somebody who's been frequenting GameStop for basically my whole life, like um, nobody likes GameStop. Like that's the, that's the type of shit where you'll get a game and they'll charge you $60 for it and you would take it back to them. They'll give you $10 for it turn around and sell it for 35 mm-hmm. like so like it, or you would take an old system and they, they give you pennies and shit. it's like the thrift like for me like you know silky right here man i'm a fly nigga I, I i do thrifting and all that it's like a thrift shop for video games so you you go to a thrift shop show you know bring them a fine piece of vine and they'll they'll only give you five dollars for it but then you'll look up and go back into that same store, and they trying to sell it for thirty. So it's the same thing with video games. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. But it, it, I, yeah, yeah, that's an accurate um, description. So with what's going on now, the trend in video games is uh, with Xbox. They are focusing heavy on like a subscription service, like it's called Game Pass, where mm-hmm. you pay them fifteen dollars a month, and you got access to all the Xbox exclusive games right. for free. Like, you could download the bitch for free, and then it's a whole library of other games. Like, and it's not just with Xbox, it's with PC. Like, this Game Pass spans all over. Like, So, so they're, they're, they're following they're, the model of, like, Netflix and, like, streaming it, services exactly. with so gaming. Okay. They're not even focused on selling their, um, their console as much. They want that, because you buy the console, that's one big, it's, it's a big purchase, but it's one purchase. You buy the fucking uh, subscription, that's money every month. Right. So they want everybody to have that. So it's it's that added to um, they're selling consoles that are download only. Like, mm-hmm. you, you can't even put a game. It's nowhere to put the game. Like, it's strictly uh, anything you buy, you got to download. Like, so. So GameStop is a dying, dying industry. Company. So, but this is where. The Reddit comes in. They saw that. They see the hedge funds like, fuck them. We're going to buy all this game stock, stock, stock. And by everybody buying it, it's pumping money into the company and boosting the price of it. So now that it, I think it went up like 800% because mm-hmm. all these people are putting money into it. Shares were like, at like don't quote me, like $14 a share and going down. And then it ended up now, it's like 400 or something crazy, exactly. right? For a share, right? So, like, if we're going 800%, you put $10,000 on there, you coming up with 80. Mm-hmm. That's a big ass flip. Right. Like, so, and it's not like a situation where it's only working for You could do that with any company. And, but the, the, the trick is, you got to get a whole bunch of people who are willing, who are on the same page. So here's where the other shoe falls. Like when you do that, those people who are betting against it, the real money motherfuckers who looking at us like peasants, like, oh, mm-hmm. you, you invest in these small amounts and shit. Like we don't count to that. 
until You're too we big eat. to fail. Yeah, exact, exactly. We eat. So when we win, they lose because they bet on the shit to fall. Mm-hmm. So the powers that be said, oh, well, that can't happen. There's too much money getting lost around here. And they shut that shit down. And like, uh, I think it was um, Red Rock, not Red Robin, um, Robin Hood. Like, they. Right, yeah, Robin Hood, which is a an app where I guess it's like, nope. So basically, like, going, what I want to talk to talk about a lot is like a lot of the movies that influence. Like, how people were educated through movies, right? Right, right. But a lot of it is based on commissions, right? Right. Like, stockbrokers get commissions on trades. Robinhood was a platform, as I understand it, where there were no commissions. You could just day trade. It was a retail trader site. Right. So they were, like, essentially bucking a system using the moniker of Robinhood, which was still from the rich give to the poor. But go ahead and talk about what Robinhood did. (laughs) Instead of stealing from the, that was all good in theory until they actually did it. Right. They're like, "Oh, you actually fucking up the rich people money." No, so they put a stop, a halt on all, and it wasn't just GameStop. They did it with uh, AMC movie theaters, like mm-hmm. another dying shit. They pumped right. money into that, boosted it up. Everybody who on their app is getting money doing this shit, and they like, "Yeah, but you fucking the money up." So mm-hmm. they just froze the shit because it was air quotes volatile. Right. That's not a law. That's not a fucking uh, a rule that's been broken. Nobody did anything wrong. You just stop a nigga's money. Like now they can't sell their shit and get the benefits of it. So the part where they say it's volatile and this is irrational right. and all these things is based upon the fact that ideally the way a stock market is supposed to work, and that's me speaking from having a degree in economics, but you know, not really getting to the money, unfortunately, because. <laughs> The week I stopped watching Bloomberg while I was working, this shit popped off, so I got none of this. But a stock price is supposed to represent the performance and the the viability of a company. Right. Right? And and you have what they did. They did GameStop and they did AMC, which I I saw this shit on Facebook, social media. People was like, buy AMC. I didn't even know what the fuck AMC was, but they were talking about AMC theaters, where people really can't go. Right. Because of a fucking pandemic. Who's right. going to sit in a room for two and a half fucking hours with strangers eating popcorn, <laughs> watching laughing movies, shit. laughing, right. all types of droplets and <laughs> bullshit right. going on? So, of course, that's not supposed to fall. Right. And like you mentioned, the subscription service, everybody's not buying disc and cartridges to play a video yep. game. So, of course, a, a place yep. like GameStop is supposed to fail. So, it's inefficient in the sense that Stocks are supposed to go up based upon their performance, based right. upon their viability in the economy as it as it exists currently. So what people were able to do through social media, which we've talked about before, is is not necessarily the best thing. Ideally, Facebook and all these kind of right. things band together like they band together and go into the Capitol. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Band together and say, hey, we're going to buy a bunch of shares of this stuff. But you're not bad buying it based upon the information of, oh, this is a great business model. It's growing. It's helping the economy. No, it's nostalgia. Like I was a kid and shit, and I wouldn't used to go to GameStop. So, yeah, we're going to buy these shares and boost the stock price up because it. at the end of the day, it's supply and demand. Yeah. That At the end of the day, it's like, hey, 
you there's a demand for this, so people buy more, which creates a supply, which increases the price, right? So yeah. So the the interesting thing about that, and let, let's get let's get back to the the movies that inform us first. Mm-hmm. Let me speak on the GameStop thing. No, right, it right. wasn't save GameStop because gamers hate GameStop. Okay, <laughs> GameStop is the devil. It's always been fuck GameStop. Like oh, nobody okay. likes yeah, nobody right. likes GameStop. Who really spent time in a GameStop? It's we're gonna save GameStop or GameStop to say fuck Wall Street. It was okay. more of a fuck Wall Street than a let's say GameStop. Okay. But, all right, so back to the movie. So I recently rewatched The Big Short. Mm-hmm. And it's funny when you were talking about stocks should uh, be valued based on how they were going to perform and blah, blah, blah. But like in, in The Big Short, like that was focused on the housing markets right. and uh, and mortgages and shit. Like, right. And they would package all these mortgages mm-hmm. up and they the the running thing was well people are going to pay their mortgage because right. people are, always have mm-hmm. so they would package up like in a mortgage you're not going to get a whole bunch of money on but if you package a thousand mortgages right now you start seeing profits and it's an easy shit it's easy to bet on and it's a lot of money so it's safe so Everybody started doing. They started jumping on board, doing it, doing it, doing it until. But the problem they ran into was there's only so many houses. It's a finite thing. Like so, once you got all these thousands and thousands, and now you're like, shit, we need more mortgages to put in this to sell this to people. They started letting people in who shouldn't be. In. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I was gonna say not only that, it's only so many houses, but mm-hmm. the the um. They they reduce the the quality of homeowners and right. the requirements to get a home. They had things called no income, no job mortgages that it was like just sign. I don't yeah. care what your credit's like. They were I don't care subprime mortgages. Subprime mortgages exactly to you that know, point. Wait, you know what the other name for subprime mortgages was? What ghetto loans? Exactly because they targeted black. People in people of color, people in poor neighborhoods, they were called ghetto loans. So yeah, it was racism. <laughs> so they finally got around to giving black people loans for homes in the most negative way. As we talked about before, there was a GI Bill back when all these wars was going on and we fought it. It was like, no, we're not going to give y'all money now for homes. We're going to wait 60 years. And to that point, me with an economics degree, that was my first job. Was working for HFC and beneficial, owned by HSBC, which was a bank that basically laundered Mexican drug money. (laughs) That happened. That's real. That was my first job out of college. Was doing this, but it was after the party was over. So I'm sitting up here in, in, in Roseville, Michigan. Trying to sell, trying to sell home equity loans to people, and I got people showing me like I got the old timers in there showing me their checks of when they was getting money, right. when they was really getting right. off right. on the subprime mortgages. So yeah, that's all that right there. And the key word you said was, "This was after the fact. This mm-hmm. was after the party was over." So what happened was, it was a small group of people who actually looked at the shit, found out what was going on, mm-hmm. and said, hey, these stocks, 
they're rated triple A and they're doing they they're supposed to be these high performing things, right. but they're really not. Yep. They're rating them wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna bet against that. Because the rating agency had an incentive to rate stuff because the whole incentive the whole system was dis was incentivized wrong. So right. they had rating agencies right. that were competing against each other to rate stuff, to compensate. So they're sales. gonna rate it what you want them to rate it. So that you so can keep you coming back. Yep. Right. So what ended up happening was they said, okay, this shit is eventually going to collapse because you got a couple good mortgages in here, but beneath it is all bullshit. Mm-hmm. And when the bullshit, when this person defaults and that person defaults, eventually the whole tower comes down and nobody has any money. And we, we were talking about this offline too. Like these, uh, what was that bill that, Act you were talking about it that happened in 1930. They, they built Clinton. Glass-Steagall Act. Right. Glass-Steagall Act. So with that, that was the act that separated commercial banks from investment banks. Mm-hmm. So Bill Clinton, he got rid of that shit. He repealed it. So now the people who are making these investments, they are also holding people's retirement and shit. Yeah. Like, so when all these investments in these mortgages fail, now people hold retirements is getting fucked up. All that's tangled in. And they knew the shit was coming. They they saw it. But again, that word too big to fail. So they got bailed out by the government. Yep. Got no fucking flack for what they did. Nobody mm-hmm. really went to jail. Nobody got in trouble. They got bonuses with the bailout money. The bailout yep. money went to give them motherfuckers bonuses. Yep. And then after it all happened, after everybody lost the houses, you got a job, and they're still doing the same shit. Yeah. But so this they is, called it bes- something bespoke, something of some mm. or the other. Yeah, but yeah. What I gather, oh, wait, 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 bring it, bring it all back together. So mm-hmm. what the Reddit people are doing is they're betting against the motherfuckers who were doing, who were betting against the like the whole market and shit. Like, they, there were no good guys in that movie. Like, they tried to make it seem like, oh, we're trying to um look out for the little guy. Bullshit. You're betting that the little guy's going to lose his house. Like, it was a part of the movie where he was like, well, if we sell and cash this check, we're just like them. You're fucking right. Mm-hmm. Like, so, if Wall Street in general was the problem. And this, this is those people who lost their houses saying, hey, you know what? Fuck y'all. We're going to do this same shit invest in these companies, it's going to boost the shit up, and fuck y'all. Like, yo, it's... So, remember um, when the the lady from Full House, Jesse Stamos' wife in Full House, they had her all over TV because she was paying to get her kids in the couch. Yes, right? So, the end result of that is what you saw with the, the housing market crash because what you have is a bunch of people following the leader, the blind leading the blind. Because what happens is you have these privileged kids that get into college off the strength of, oh, my dad or my grandfather paid money to to to, to name this building. Mm-hmm. So you have a bunch of people in these Ivy League schools that don't know shit. Yeah. They're all getting in off of affirmative action, white affirmative <laughs> action. Yeah. So then you get in the industry and you follow the same rule of I'm just going to follow what the next person is doing. And that's exactly what happened with 
the fucking housing market crisis. Exactly, exactly. Because what that movie, The Big Short, and the book did is expose mm-hmm. that it's basically the blind leading the blind. Yep. Yep. They don't know what the fuck's going on. They're just following a leader, cashing the checks. Ooh. Big facts. You know what I'm saying? So, this, so what... You know what this is? This is trading places. <laughs> yeah, essentially, yeah. It's like, they... Because it's like, you, you're supposedly to get money, nigga, but right. you have no idea what's going on. Right. You're just putting that position exactly. off the strength. Mm-hmm. Off the strength of your daddy, whose name is on a building, because... Like most Def said, I, my folks just got money. Y'all, y'all making money off a of slave traders' paper. Damn, I can't remember the lyric, but Mr. Nigga, white look boys it up. Doing it, man, it's success. When <laughs> I start doing it, man, it's suspect. <laughs> and that, that's exactly what happened. That's like a, all these getting money niggas was getting money for forever. Like that, that's just how it goes, and that's by design. Like they, they, design, they keep us out of that shit. And you can't get an Eddie Murphy nigga on Reddit talking about. Hey, nigga, let's run it up. <laughs> People just ran with it. And everybody got money. So, in a, in a way, the media portrayed that was like, hey, they're getting their comeuppance and all these different things, which everybody respects and understands. And I talked to my dad about this, who's really good at the stock market, um, doing great with that. And he was like, I got his opinion on it. He was like, so... I, I get that they, you know, they, you know, the hedge funds got their comeuppance, right. but the the hedge funds are managing pension funds. Yeah. So who really got hurt were people that worked, you know, had an honest living. Like going back to the movies, going back to Wall Street, like a movie that I watched was Wall right. Street. Okay. So you had Gordon Gecko, uh, who was Michael Douglas, and you had um, what's my man, the dude that got AIDS. Uh, damn, what's his name? Charlie Sheen. Okay. Playing like the the young the young right. up and comer with his dad, um, who was working at the airline. Right. So what happens is you have people that are short in stocks and all these different things, but then you have people that work at an airline, work at a union all their lives, doing like a blue collar job, and then they get a pension. But then, according to what you had mentioned before, the Glass Steagall Act, which was designed to separate commercial banks right. from investment so banks, exactly, so that wouldn't happen. But Bill Clinton came through on our senior hall playing a motherfucking saxophone and got off. Because what happened was in 1999, the Graham Leach Billy Act repealed the two provisions restricting the affiliations between banks and securities, which allowed hedge funds to now manage big pension funds. So you got all these people that are sitting up here. As we discussed before, a hedge fund is just motherfuckers that's just betting against some shit, borrowing exactly. money to bet against some shit. Yep. But not only are they borrowing money to bet against some shit, they borrow money betting against some shit, holding people who have worked an honest living their entire right. life, they are holding their pensions, their 401ks yep. in their hands to do this shit. Yep. So the, the media show like, oh, these hedge funds got their comeuppance and all that shit, but what really happened is a lot of pensioners lost their money because of this. And this is because of Bill Clinton, who was a motherfucking wolf in sheep's clothing. He was a Republican and Democrat's clothing. Yes, he was. I watched 13th. Shout out to Ava DuVernay, baby. I'm still single. Fuck with your boy. You know what I'm saying? I'm growing the beer back and lining it up. You're going to see what I'm talking about. But like she showed, he, he, he did the truth in sentencing. 
the the crime bill, all these different things. He was basically a Republican and Democrat. By today's standards, but back then, like that, that was Democrats. Yeah, he got that off. He, but he, also, he was, you can't say he was a Republican. He was a Democrat. He was a Democrat of the time. So with him, there was Alan Greenspan that was pumping up the whole thing of like the. He called it a rational exuberance, I think, I, <laughs> as I recall. But that was what led to the too big to fail, right. where all these people were betting on the stock market and putting both, you know, they were right. all about subprime so, mortgages and betting on it. Let's, just, let, let's explain that too big to fail. For those that don't know, like, that's a phrase that refers to if a bank Go ahead, goes broke, it's not just a business that goes under. Like, if that bank goes broke, millions and millions of people also go broke. They lose homes. They lose their savings, their pensions, their 401ks, all that shit. So they'll say, okay, we're too big to fail. Like we, you, they'll go to the politicians and say, you don't want this on your record. So bail us, give us money. So this doesn't happen. They give them money and they just keep doing the same shit. Exactly. And it, this goes to, as a stand-up comedian, one of the greatest comedians that ever graced the stage is George Carlin. I thought you were going to say Kevin Hart. No, that was your point. <laughs> <laughs> that is my point. He, he out here getting it. But George Carlin, in his last special, It's All Bullshit and It's yep. Bad For You, had a, a fucking beautiful set, where he, uh, a bit where he talked about how we don't tell kids the truth. We just give kids participation trophies, and things like that. So he has a bit where he talks about how these kids are growing up and nobody ever tells them, you're a loser, Bill, Bobby. You lost, Bobby. You're a loser. So you have all these kids, like I mentioned before, like the fucking full house thing, right. where they just get into these Ivy League schools yep. just off the strength and they just follow the leader once yep. they get in the industry. Now they become too big to fail, right? right? But the fact is, none of y'all are paying attention to what's really going on. Y'all just following the leader like y'all did with the subprime mortgages, uh -huh. like y'all doing right now in the industry. No one's sitting up here saying, you're a loser, Bobby. <laughs> you lost, Bobby. You're a failure. So that's what's happening right now. So you have people that are you have people that are going on Reddit using social media to come together, buy things, and like the media is still showing like, oh, well, like, you know, you have your media like daily show and things like that are like making fun of that. But then when you go to the quote unquote serious news, 24 hour news, we're talking about CNBC. <laughs> we're talking about Bloomberg. We're talking about MSNBC. All these things are talking about sitting there. We're talking about, oh, they're just kids gambling. They don't understand the consequences. Yep. Y'all don't understand the consequences. Y'all are doing the same goddamn thing. These motherfuckers are sitting up here actually mad they weren't short. They they weren't buying the stock mm -hmm. that they didn't get on board with what the fuck Reddit was doing. Because at the end of the day, it's about money, man. And that reminds me of how they talked about Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. When Bitcoin first came out, it was the same thing. It was, oh, it was a joke. They were laughing at it. Then the shit just kept going up and up and up. And then it was, oh, it's a bubble. Like, it's going to burst. Like, it's not serious. Don't put your money in there. Like, it's going to collapse until people started getting, they started getting in on it. And now Bitcoin is the thing to do. Mm -hmm. Like, and I, the biggest thing I'm taking away from this GameStop thing, it's not so much the, the, the money or 
Reddit or even how they tried to shut it down. For me, it was the implications of what people can do with it. Like when I heard about cryptocurrency, it was from fucking Nipsey Hussle. Rest mm, in peace. Right, the fucking legend. Yeah. And Ocean Bitcoin, Bitcoin was already Bitcoin. He was talking about a cryptocurrency called Ripple. It, it, it was that same shit. He was like, buy this, buy this, buy this. I'm putting this many millions into it. Do the same thing. And he did that shit. And a few days later, he was saying, sell it. it it's time to sell that shit. He sell, he sold it. It went up like, uh, I think like 200% of some shit. And he fucking bought a fucking Lamborghini. And that Lamborghini was in his next video. Bought that shit. Not ready. He bought that bitch. Mm. Like, so... It was kind of a precursor to what we're seeing now. And, like, this is some shit that our people can do. Like, this, this could be a source of wealth building for black people because they not going to do it for us. We could try and get down with them, but we don't need them to do this shit. Right. Like, we could collectively come together and do this shit. So I'm looking at it like. I haven't thought of, like, we're living in the information age, but nobody really wants information. We, we follow social media. They want the information media. that confirms what they already believe. <laughs> right, but they follow, well, we'll follow social media. We'll follow somebody. We won't do the research ourselves. Right. That's where social media comes uh -huh. into play. So it's like, you gotta, I guess, you know, in, in essence, you gotta take advantage of that fact. Like, you know, you see somebody that, you, you're gonna go like people trust Nipsey Hussle. So they're gonna go with what Nipsey Hussle's saying, as opposed to the fact that all the information's out there, but no one's actually paying attention to the information. Right. Not even the people the the quote unquote the serious people. people. Right. Like when when you go back to Big Short, you had the guy, yeah, Christian Bell's character that's actually reading the mortgages and right. and the documents. And then you had the the person that his saintly father that was like his big investor or whatever right. say no one actually reads this stuff. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? He was like, he was, he was saying the the Raiders are saying this. The people who rate the bonds are saying, oh, it's, it's good, it's good. And Christian Bell was saying they're wrong. Like I, I don't either. They're not reading it or they're wrong. Like it, 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 it was crazy, man. But yeah, it, it speaks to exactly what you were talking about. So it's like. You know, in the information age, nobody really fucks with information. <laughs> really. You know what I'm saying? That's why we got the QAnons and we got all this stuff going on, man. But that's kind of interesting because I don't think it's the information age, really. Like, I think it's the, the advertising age because yeah. it's not about the information that we get. It's about the shit that we click on and the shit that we mm -hmm. click on is just a vehicle to put an ad in our face. Yep. So they're going to give you whatever you're most likely to click on. Like yep. the, the, people search out shit that confirms what they already believe. They know what you believe based on what you click on. So they send you more of that shit, whether it's true or false, not because they give a fuck what you think, but they know you're going to click on it and see that pop up ad. Mark Zuckerberg is the biggest Republican in the world. Oh, facts. Big facts. And, and I say this because, as you mentioned that, about, like, Facebook, when you look at, when you talk about social media and the dilemma, Facebook is the biggest aspect of that, right? Mm -hmm. So now Apple is coming out with, hey, 
we got an update where you get to opt out of all that bullshit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They're going to war. <laughs> and what did Facebook do? They put up an ad saying, Apple is hurting small business. <laughs> what does Republicans say? <laughs> Democrats want to hurt small right. business. Right. Apple wants to punch God in the face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, man. It's like, so where do we go from here in terms of, I'm on Reddit now. You know what I'm saying? Like, my man that owned, that started Reddit, Alex O'Shaughnessy or whatever the hell that white boy name is, he smashes Serena Williams. <laughs> so we, he knows what's going on in the world. So I, now I'm finally on Reddit. Now he finally got me on Because of Serena. <laughs> because of the money. He been, he been smashing Serena. But now it's like, oh, they getting money over there? Right. Where the money at? Yeah, they definitely getting money, man. But that's the whole element of social media, man. It's like you can pull together and make things happen and, and, and find this, like, what people, like, people find things that they assume are true. And, and like, social media in a good way can shatter that. Right. In a way. But go ahead. Yeah, like, I, I mean, no, I think you summed it up perfectly, bro. I, I think this is a good place to leave it. So yeah, yeah, it's been another episode with Anthro Papa G, your boy Silk Man, El Doso Leon de Swa. Soon as I get my money right on Reddit, it's gonna be big money silk in the <laughs> building with my compadre. Holla at the people. It's your boy Louis Newton. Send me him me, bring me in a cup. You know what's up? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, the RZA of the podcast, the people's champ. That, that's it, homeowner. Like, homeowner. Like, finally. Like, that, Dude, that's just that well, traditionally, white picket fences fucked up Mike Pences. <laughs> and we out. Peace. Peace.